This is Iron Mike Stedman, and on this episode of Dog Whistle Branding, I'm joined by Eric Bakey, an Army veteran and conversion copywriter who uses visuals and cartoons to communicate direct response marketing strategies. I've been working with Eric over the last few months in order to create visuals for my Dog Whistle Branding frameworks. In the following episode, Eric and I discuss marketing strategies to attract high-quality leads. Before you hear from Eric and I, make sure you sign up for the Dog Whistle Branding newsletter at the link in your show notes. All right, Gunny, get them ready. Yo, saddle up, lock and load. Welcome to Dog Whistle Branding, brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media and the Lions Pride, where we provide weekly tack planning on marketing, brand strategy, and category design for early and growth stage veteran-owned small businesses to keep you in the fight and not face down in a rice paddy. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, a Marine Corps veteran, godfather of Dog Whistle Branding, and CEO of Ironbound Media, a podcast production agency that helps veteran-owned businesses create distribute and grow branded podcasts in order to engage with your ideal audience each week on this series i coach you through the different marketing branding and category design strategies that i've developed over the years to drive revenue and increase customer engagement those are the only roi that matter for a dog whistle brand i'll also include case studies where i bring on guest smes or business owners to provide a debrief on their dog whistle brand strategy Before we jump into the show, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at the link in the show notes or visit our website, dogwhistlebranding.com to stay up to date on all things DWB and our work at Ironbound Media and the Lions Pride. All right, get out your pen and paper and get ready to build a dog whistle brand. Saddle up, lock and load. Eric, what's going on, brother? Welcome to Dog Whistle Brandon. Thanks a lot for having me, Mike. It's been great getting to know you. And every time we talk, I'm like, man, I wish we were recording this. So I guess that's smart. We finally got on a podcast together. No, absolutely, man. And for our listeners, I've been working with Eric to create some uh, visual illustrations to break down Dog Whistle Branding, how I think a veteran-owned business needs to execute its go-to-market strategy, as well as creating a language around what Dog Whistle Branding is. Um, one of the things I like about Eric is, you know, Eric uses visual, how do we say it? Visual illustrations to break down complex ideas. Yeah. Um, I guess I, I call it visually valuable conversations. Uh, it's a, um, visual communication. It speaks louder than words. It, it, it helps people instantly understand what you're trying to say and whether it's useful for them or not. You know, like they said that a goldfish has nine seconds of attention span. I don't think we've got less attention span than a goldfish. We just have a higher tuned BS detector. And we can know within milliseconds whether something's useful or valuable to us. And it, I mean, how quickly can you swipe through a, you know, a, a internet dating profile or you know, go through an email before you just hit delete? Next, next, next. Moving on to the next thing. Scrolling through that endless feed of Instagram, Facebook, and whatever else social media uh, cesspool that you want to go through. Uh, how do you stop somebody, grab them by the eyeballs and bring them into a useful uh, time and attention? So, yeah, that's, that's what I do. Yeah. So if y'all see the cartoon illustration I have for Dog Whistle Brandon, that's Eric. And I'm be sure to include a link to his website um, in the show notes. So one of the things I think I figured we could just jump right into, Eric, is when me and you connected, you know, one of the ways we were connected was because I was talking to I forgot his name, uh, Mike Capazelli. 
from uh, Bite Sides Books. And I was letting them know about, you know, what I wanted to do around Dog Whistle Brand, really introduce this to the veteran entrepreneurial ecosystem. And he put me in contact with you as someone who was kind of going after a similar market, you know, a growth stage veteran owned businesses. But one of the things me and you talked about early on was uh, the challenge a lot of growth minded veteran owned businesses were facing with regards to marketing and branding in this age, right? you got some business owners that are just basically squatting on their returns. <laughs> you know, hey, they're like, we're not really trying to grow anymore. We're just kind of comfortable where the business is at currently. And they're looking at that exit to, you know, sale or whatever. But we've got this new generation of young and hungry, veteran-owned business owners that are trying to get to that next level. And what we're trying to work on is like, how do we connect the dots with them for what they need to do to drive revenue in today's marketing and branding. So, you know, what we're basically my question is when you were talking to a lot of the older heads in the veteran owned business space, what was some of the pushback you were getting when you were trying to introduce these new ideas, such as a uh, visually valuable conversations or new forms of media to reach their ideal market? So the biggest pushback I was getting was like, we're already successful in spite of, you know, not doing any marketing or, you know, I, my biggest problem is, that I've got, I've got more work than I know what to do with. I don't have people that can fulfill on the, the work I've already got. Like I, my pipeline is full. And to me, I think that's, that's systemic of a, of a bigger problem that if you've got so much work, uh, then like, who are you really for? And if you can't keep your people, well, that's again, that's a marketing problem. Uh, if you can't retain your top talent or attract new talent, you're never going to grow either. And, and the reason that you can't do that is because you haven't got clear about who your customer is and the kind of employees that you want to be put in front of those kind of people. And you haven't done the, the necessary thinking to find out what does your customer even value and what do you stand for? Who do you want to be the hero to is a, is a, is a question from Dan Sullivan. I mean, not really uh, anything that I've been able to accomplish has been by standing on the shoulders of the giants. I've had very smart mentors. Um, so I, I riff. Uh, not, not, I've never had like an, an original idea ever. So anything that you hear that, that's coming out of my mouth has just been whispered in my ear from a book or a podcast or uh, you know from smart people who have come before me. So, but yeah, it's uh, the biggest pushback I got from from people who are already have you know quote unquote successful businesses, even though they might be working a hundred hours a week still at year ten and or twenty in their business. They want to be able to sell, but they can't because they really have just bought themselves a, a, a job. And if you actually were to amortize their effective hourly rate, it's pretty dismal. Um, so that was my biggest, that was, that was the biggest pushback is I've, you know, I already have enough work or, you know, I already, my mar I, I'm successful in, I'm successful in quotes in spite of having terrible marketing or non-existent marketing. And it's really always been, um, I'm like, Hey, what, how high is high? What is the highest and best use of your time? How do we, bring in and retain top talent? How do we train them and incentivize them to want to stay? And how do I help you, uh, you know, a Michael Gerber thing, work on your business instead of inside your business and really like package the whole thing up so it's a saleable asset, not just a, a, a grinded out kind of uh, miserable existence. So that's been the pushback. One, isn't it weird though, how you can be a successful business owner and like know nothing about like marketing and branding, you know, and I come across a lot of people all the time. It's like you get to a certain point, but you know, I think that's one of the benefits of being in a market where there actually is demand, right? Because when there's already demand for your product or service, right, you're not exactly swimming upstream, 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. You can figure things out. Right. But as we start talking about, you know, dog whistle branding, we're not talking about every customer. We're talking about your perfect customers, the kind of customers that fill you up, are a pleasure to work with, provide you a premium rate, you know, for your products or services. Right. That's what we're going after. So as we're talking about helping founders readjust to really kind of look at their client portfolio and saying like, hey, who are the best ones that we enjoy and who are the ones that exhaust us, right? Let's focus less on those and go out and get more perfect customers. So that's why I think it's important when we start introducing the stuff like you have, these visually valuable conversations, because they get right to the heart of, you know, those perfect customers that we're going after to be able to, hey, once they see it, right, it, it makes complete sense to them already. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the big thing. Like they're successful in spite of themselves, which is a fantastic thing. That's and that's the, the key to building a business is sell people what they already want to buy. But if you look at the 80-20 principle, a, a lot of their, their time and effort is spent on low value leads or low value opportunities when you could be experiencing uh, exponential returns on your time and attention and effort if you were to focus on saying no to certain people and and really honing in on what are what are the intangible benefits of the thing that you do and communicating with them like you know a, a lot of the, the marketing of, of the people who are spending money on on the marketing and I, I've been guilty of this um, you know would you be willing to text your mom the same kind of marketing that you would be sending out on you know Facebook ads or, or whatever and that uh, that's what I see is that people say like you know, Facebook ads don't work or my email marketing didn't work. Well, read it. Is that something you'd really be proud of to show to someone who you really truly care about? And are you connecting with them in a way that makes them feel appreciated, not feel stupid for even reading your your advertising, marketing, whatever, and getting clear about who you're talking to, like at an individual level and making them feel seen and heard and understood and asking them to take a, a very simple next action, not you know jump through hoops like, hey, buy this $10,000 thing. Like you need to finesse it a little bit um, and, and speaking to them specifically, because we have the technology now to get so hyper-targeted. I mean, just, just on Facebook alone, you've got like, uh, who even knows the 2,700 different data points based on all the different ways that you can target a customer just in your geographic area that you can speak to someone uh, uh, basically at an individual level. And then if you brought them into a, a, a digital marketing ecosystem, you can very inexpensively through a podcast, whisper in their ear in the most persuasive way possible. And, and it's, it's not even, doesn't even require much persuasion skill when you just can specifically talk to someone's problem and have a, you know, a, take them out behind the woodshed with a very kind arm over the shoulder, frank, heart to heart conversation. And that's really the, the kind of uh, what I try to do with, with any kind of marketing campaign. And I do it with a little the sense of humor with a, you know, a cartoon. Do you have this kind of problem? And you can uh, amplify the consequences of that problem. If so, you know, click here and let's let's dive a little bit deeper and see if I can come up with a, a solution for you that's worked for these other people. So, I appreciate you bringing this up, and I think this is gonna this is a good filter into you know our conversation for today. Is you know I've been studying a lot about this demand gen, right? That's the new buzzword in marketing. Is you know the old model was the sales funnel of. You know, top of the sales funnel is create awareness. Then you start moving people down the funnel until you eventually get them to buy. And what things I'm promoting with Dog Whistle Branding and our work at Ironbound Media is to flip the sales funnel upside down. You know, go right after people that already have the pain point 
that you're uniquely positioned to solve? And how do you build a relationship with them that creates that kind of uh, trust and likability where people feel comfortable doing business with you? And that's exactly what you're talking about. Like, hey, let's have real conversations with real people, you know, and let's build real relationships because at the end of the day, sometimes I think people make business way more complicated than it needs to be, right? It's just like people helping people. You know, when I came to you and I was uh, having issues trying to break down this dog whistle brand ecosystem and the landscape, you know, I came to you and we were able to work together. Now we're able to jump on a podcast. So how do we get the veteran business community to understand that the old way of leads, uh, a bunch of shitty leads, you know, that convert at a very low rate versus getting a bunch of high quality leads, you know, in your funnel. Well, you're, you're paying for it no matter what. If you, if I brought you like on say your, your website, I brought you 10,000 clicks and, and you know, 10% of them turn into opt-ins. That'd be very generous. Um, and then maybe 10% of those left would be like sales or whatever. I think those are very, very generous numbers. But if I really, if I brought you a hundred perfect customers right to your door of your business, would you be able to handle them? Like, likely not. These are real people with real problems and like that need some handholding and they may feel uh, like understood and feel appreciated. And they've got real, uh, Pay, like they've got real like ability to pay. <laughs> so why would you treat all 10,000 of those people the same as if I brought 100 really truly people who are in pain that you could help? You uniquely are able to help. Why would you treat them all the same? And you don't. You treat them individually. And we have the ability to do that via digital marketing. And the specifically for veterans, people want to support veteran-owned small businesses. People like we are... Uh, you know, like given it's you know it's uh, October 2021, we're extremely divided as a country right now, but we still are a patriotic nation in general, and we want people. We still have in the, a world of very little limited trust. People still trust veteran business owners, especially if you're willing to come out with that and, and wear that as a badge and say, "Hey, look, I serve my country, uh, and now I want to serve my community, and here's how I do it." And here's specifically how if you have these specific problems and I can help you make it immediately go away easier and in a fun way, um, because, I mean, we, we all <laughs> there's no reason that you shouldn't lean on your strengths and reach out to people that you know you can help and and uh, not treat them all the same. So I'm, I'm probably getting a little bit long winded here. But, yeah, I mean, you don't treat <laughs> the, the random abstract clicks to your to your website the the same way you wouldn't bring like if 10,000 people walk by your store um you versus a hundred people walked in your door your door at the same time you know you you treat people differently and it's like no different than if you do it online or in real life you need to speak to people like real human beings compassionately and you can do that through digital marketing very very effectively and you can also repel people very very quickly if you don't do it right so yeah. What do you say to the people that push back and say, oh, but that's not scalable. You can't treat everyone special. You know, we got to. And that's what a lot of the high growth tech businesses are doing. Right. They the churn rate is very high, mm-hmm. you know, because they're coast, you know, they're spending all this advertising, all this money to acquire these new customers. But then, like, how are you maintaining them? You know, and I, I think as better known small businesses, 
you know, majority of us can't afford to do that. We can't afford to have this high turnover rate or have our reputation, you know, damaged by our inability to provide value to our clients. And you're not Coca-Cola. You're not Facebook. You're not the, the if, if, if you're the latest and greatest tech startup, that's, that's, that's one thing. And that's, that's a fantastic thing. But who, but who are we talking to? Are, are we talking about the bricks and mortar uh, gym who, you know, who, who, who helps kids um, build self-respect and like all, all the wonderful things that I'm sure you can speak to much, much more specifically, or are we talking to a B2B sales guru who just will say anything to get a sale and um, doesn't care about the consequences of, of selling something to someone who doesn't really need it. Like who, who are we really talking to? And you treat like, those are two very different people like mom and pop um, uh, selling a package to, to their, like their na- the guy down the street with his, his kid who's getting in trouble in school. And like, so boxing going to teach him some self-respect and, uh, respect for each other peers and build confidence in himself so he doesn't feel the need to go get in fights on the streets or whatever. Um, that's that's a much different conversation than the the latest and greatest Coca-Cola ad that's that's spending money just for the sake of of selling uh, sugar water and, and and like diabetes to people around the world. You know, like there's they're two very different models and they both uh, boil down to brand, um, but the Coca-Cola brand is much different than the brick and mortar mom and pop shop who are, who is improving their community brand. And it's much different than the, the tech hyper growth churn and burn sales bro, who's like banging a gong and like selling you what, whatever, like whatever. They're very different kinds of conversations and appropriate lead nurturing and appropriate marketing funnels. However you want to flip the funnel or draw it or whatever else they're different. And I would encourage you to think about what is the what is the lifetime value of your customer and how can you create a dream come true relationship for that person and create a return on that relationship. And it's exponential versus somebody who buys a software as a service for four months and drops out and it call, you know, you spent a hundred dollars to generate the the, the 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 sale, the cost of goods and whatever, and they drop out after three or four months. And so you you net 50 bucks, that's one model versus, okay, let me sell a premium priced package to a, to a family and invest in a, a dream come true situation where little Johnny doesn't get in fights anymore. And now he's like built uh, a, a whole community of people who care about him and lift him up. And, you know, now I can sell that instead of sell, selling uh, $20 a month for uh, Planet Fitness membership that he may or may not go to. Let me sell them a three hundred dollar a month, and you know I could actually save you ten percent if you pay for a full year in advance. And it, and with that with that year program comes some nutrition coaching and uh, some other community building things for the family and whatever, like building a whole entire dream come true package. You know, like it's it's a different conversation, and it speaks to the heart of what does a parent what does a parent actually want versus what what does the tech CEO really want, and like he's happy with his net fifty dollars versus you as the small business owner who's happy with like improving his community and with a higher ticket sale that's actually going to be a net positive for everybody. It's a win, 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 and you're getting paid more. So you mentioned before, you're saying that now in the digital age, there's abundance of opportunity available to go out and reach those perfect customers. Now, you know, at Ironbound Media, 
we do podcasts. We do, sorry, I said podcasters. <laughs> we produce podcasts and we create podcasts that are industry specific, right? That allow our viewers or our clients to go out and uh, create basically this really powerful asset in their industry by interviewing thought leaders, by interviewing uh, potential customers, et cetera. But at the end of the day, you have this platform that you can go out and build those key relationships and through podcasting. What are some other forms you rep? What are some other ideas that you have for people to leverage to go out and build these uh, genuine relationships? Well, what I love most about podcasting is that it's it's an interview that you can shape that interview to involve um, thought leaders in your space. So you can ask for advice and get in front of people and borrow their credibility and build your own brand and build your own um, awareness of your subject in a, a very non-confrontational way that, and, and it builds a relationship with that per, the guru, whatever, who, who is happy to share some of his knowledge with your, with their community while also raising your status as a leader, you ask good questions and it makes you look smart just by asking good questions. And it, it makes, lets the guru feel even smarter by, um, you know, communicating in, in different ways that the, uh, you know, expanding his knowledge and, and the way that you ask the questions, you can make him look even smarter. So it's a win-win for someone who's just getting started and wants to borrow somebody's credibility. Um, it's a win-win for if you're going to interview prospects and help them, like uh, you help them uh, get involved in the problem and explain the problem to you like on, on, a, on record and still they're trying to promote their business or whatever, but you're also helping get them to participate in the solution with you, um, right. which is, which is a huge, powerful persuasion principle. Um, and ultimately, even if you don't have a guest on at all, it's a fantastic both lead nurturing and lead conversion tool because you can say, Hey, like, Hey, I, I don't watch, I really don't watch much YouTube or I don't want, I don't want to read a blog or whatever, but cause I'm like, I listen to podcasts while I'm, driving or going to work or gym or whatever. And like, so you can read this blog article to me in my ear. You can read this, you can put this YouTube video into a podcast and download it right into my brain. And so like, even if you're not interviewing anybody, you're taking content that exists in one medium that might be happy for someone to sit there and read or someone wants to watch that medium or just put it right in my ear because I'm on the go all the time and I'm not sitting in front of my computer. So, and, and then even better, once you have a body of work with the podcast, you're speaking that stuff into existence and you can put it into a book or a PDF or what, whatever to then direct market it to wherever it needs to be. So I just think it's a fantastic medium. It's the fastest way to get something that's in your brain out into the world and, and lives forever uh, through the spoken word. And, um, and like I said, if you want to go, if you're getting started and don't know anybody, you can go after the gurus and help them be more awesome um, and raise your status. You can go after prospects and and make them feel comfortable with the thing that you're trying to do and and speak maybe you know, cut that podcast up so that you make them look awesome, make them look like heroes in their own journey uh, for customer facing, and then you can transition nicely into a sales conversation after the podcast or whatever you can chop it up, and then you can also expand your thought leadership by just putting out content consistently through podcasts and change the channel with it um, as the hub and spoke model of like. How does somebody want to consume content? So I love podcasts. What are some other mediums that you recommend? I mean, 
<laughs> zigging while everyone else is zags. The cost of a postcard is like every door direct mail is like 24 cents. And so I love taking someone from offline and bring them online to watch an online video or sign up for a podcast or whatever and, and vice versa. Once I have somebody's, they bought something, say PayPal, they bought like some kind of book or, or a, a series of, of secret interviews, podcasts, whatever, some kind of audio program. Take that customer data off a podcast and then direct mail them with some, some other kind of offer. So constantly changing the channel between online and offline gets them more involved in a solution. And the longer I can have someone spend time with me, the more money, like the better I can help them and therefore the more money I'm going to make. So changing the channel, I, I love being able to do it. And now with all the digital technologies, it's omnipresent. You know, you, I don't know anything about apps yet, but you know, having, you know, an, an app, I'm sure from, from podcast to app to direct mail to whatever else, but giving people an experience with you and helping them uh, spend more time with you so that you can guide and protect their journey to whatever the success that they're, whatever problem they're having and, and the amplifying the consequences of them not solving it and you showing them like the promised land of working with you is going to help them achieve it. Uh, any way that you can do that through media amplifies your time and your effectiveness. Yeah. You know, in this age now, right, we're constantly getting sold online. You can't even log on to YouTube without some video popping up trying to get you to do something. We got ads going left and right. So it almost looks like uh, a bloodbath, you know, in terms of trying to get your perfect customer's attention. But everything that we're talking about today is like, hey, how can you go directly to them, right? Bypass all the channels, all the nonsense. It almost goes back to Seth Godin's old school permission marketing. Mm -hmm. You know, where people already have, they're saying, hey, we want to engage with you, you know, by coming on your podcast or sharing their mailing address or sharing whatever else with you. And now we just get away from all of the noise. So part of it is having the courage maybe to zig when everyone else is zagging. And it's, it's more about nailing your message to your ideal market. If I know that this, this, uh, this hay bale of, of leads I can I can try to sort through this hay bale leads looking for that needle in the haystack, whatever. That's that's the old way versus knowing exactly who I'm talking to and being able to go over to it with a metal detector and suck it right out through knowing who my ideal market is, who are they, what do they value, where where do they hang out, what kind of problems are they experiencing, so I can push on that pain until their wallet pops out. It's just like it's very simple when you're clear about who you're for and who you're not. And you've got we've got all these tools in order to achieve that. I mean, the, the post office can deliver a, an envelope. And one envelope, it gets thrown right in the trash. Another envelope, it it's like a love letter. You know, like if you are planning a wedding, people expect a nice invitation to show up. If you're just like blasting random people on... Like I, I just got some some uh, postcard for for dog stuff, and uh, I'm like I, I haven't had a dog for a couple of years now. So it's like, why are you still mailing me on this dog stuff? If you had a relationship with me, you could have saved yourself a lot of money from 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 mailing me this like uh, elaborate direct mail package. Um, but still, I, I admire the the attempt because I know I used to spend a bunch of money on dog stuff. And so it's it's very interesting that the it's still even though it's a kind of zig and zag for, for digital marketing, we're talking about podcasts. Uh, when you understand the value of your customer, you can spend 
more and more in order to acquire them, which is that's that's the magic sauce is when you can figure out exactly what the lifetime value is and what how much you can spend in order to acquire that customer, the the, the business who can spend the most is going to win. So as we kind of wrap up this interview, I would love for you to give our listeners some like three takeaways that they can apply right now to get them closer to hitting that mark with their perfect customer. I, I would say draw three concentric circles, like a, like a Venn diagram. And in the top one, write think. The bottom left one, write feel. And the bottom right one, write do. And think about how do you figure out your purpose and like the drivers of desire, to, the thinking. What, what do you need to get some perspective on the, the pain that your customer is feeling? And then dive deep into the feeling part. How do I make them feel seen, heard, and understood? And in the bottom right, think about how do I, how can I connect with these people? How can I connect with my dream 100? How do I, and how do I want to get them to participate in their own solution? And how do I leverage that beyond the, just a one-on-one conversation? I need, you need to be able to think about it, make them feel, and make them do something. So, when you have this, then you go have a conversation with your one ideal customer. You record that conversation. And then you can turn that into something. You can multiply that through all kinds of media. But you need to do the thinking first. You need to make them feel seen, heard, and understood. And you need to be very clear about what you want them to do. One next action. How do you involve, help them be involved and participate in a solution? And then how do you leverage that to be much more than just one little conversation? Because we have the... the all the technology in the world. Once you have that dialed in, you can you can blow it up to be as big as you want it to be. What do you say to our growth stage veteran-owned businesses? Like, who do they get to assign this? Is it the CEO themselves to go through this process? Do they have somebody on their team do it? I mean, in the in your experience over the years of doing this type of work, right? What have you seen work work best in terms of building out those key relationships? The CEOs who abject their sales to just a, a superstar salesperson will always, that salesperson, that superstar is always going to have them by the balls until they have the courage to go be ignored. They're never going to really know what it's like. So if they need to be able to, they don't need to necessarily need to know all this fancy closing techniques, which I think are pretty lame anyway. I mean, this is, this is instrumental that the, the, the highest, ranking person within the company, the CEO, founder, whatever, needs to be able to have these kinds of, these, at least have one of these conversations. And it's not going to be painful because he's thinking about it. He's, he's doing the necessary thinking to, to have a, a visually valuable conversation. That's the framework for having a visually valuable conversation. So when he can do it, she can do it, whatever. Same thing with, with his director of marketing, director of sales. Everyone, each person needs to be able to at least have one of these conversations so that the CEO can speak to exactly who this person is and the kind of problems that they have, that they, the company solves so that everyone from the top to the bottom can be on the same page about the kind of life-changing results that the company provides for their ideal customers. And so it starts at the top and then they, the, everyone in the company should be able to have the same kind of conversation. And when the person who opens, you know, uh, answers the phones at the front door is, is clear about who they're for and who they're not, you know, from the top to the bottom, uh, I, I call that a clear commander's intent. Um, and when you have that, you're really pretty invincible when you've 
when you've repeated that task enough times that everyone in the company is on the same exact page, you're going to win. You can't help but win. No, I love that too, man. And it's, um, it goes back to understanding why it's important for everyone in the company to know, like, who do we serve as a company? Mm-hmm. You know, and you're seeing this now kind of like in the tech space, right? Obviously I bring up tech because it's driving a lot of innovation in terms of like how we do business, but now sales and marketing teams are having to come together a little bit better because, you know, the old model just doesn't work anymore. You know, they've got to like under everybody on the team has to understand what winning looks like and who winning looks like for. Absolutely. And especially as we can, we're not going back to the old way of doing business. Right. It's, it's changed. Uh, we're going to do as much as we possibly can from as remote as possible. It's, it's not going back to, we're not all going to be in boiler rooms and the people who stay in boiler rooms saying kind of uh, whatever it takes to get a sale are going to, they're not going to last. Um, the, the mercenary type marketer and salesperson just, it's just, it's not going to work. Um, so being compassionate, um, you know, purposeful capitalism, that's, that's what millennials want anyway. We're going to vote with our dollars. Um, we want to be heard and seen and felt. And we want to you know, feel that the companies that we are giving our money to actually care about us. And until they do, you know, I'm going to go, vote with my dollars and go somewhere else. Go, with, go to someone who actually does care. So I, when it, it comes through, through from the top down from the bottom up, and uh, you need to, you just, it starts with the, the CEO who's hearing this. Um, and if they want help, I mean, that's what that's what you're here for. That's what I'm here for. And I, I like helping people have those visually valuable conversations so that because let I me mean, talk is cheap. It's uh <laughs> how do you, how do you get this boiled down into something that's shareable and repeatable and scalable? And that's that's why I use cartoons to communicate louder than words. That's right. So before we let you out of here, Eric, tell the people what you're doing with Combat Imagineer and how we as a community can support you. Yeah, I mean, I, I love working with veteran business owners. Um, especially people who want to really exponentially increase their impact. Um, I've been specifically working with like Mike Capuzzi, um, developing illustrated business books. But I also like working with people who will sell intangible products that are kind of expensive or uh, you know, just that require a little bit of explanation. And I like helping people get their point across in two minutes and 59 seconds or less. That's kind of my pitch of instant understanding through visually valuable conversations and conversion cartoons. So I specifically love working with veteran business owners because I is one. And um, I just like having fun with making money with people that uh, are fun to be around. So, yeah. Absolutely. Where can people find you at? I'm ericbakey.com. You can shoot me a note. Eric at ericbakey.com is the easiest way. Awesome, man. Well, Eric, thanks for spending this time with us. You're going to be a recurring guest. We're going to get you back on. This is the first time just kind of introducing them to our audience. But again, he's helped me come up with a lot of the frameworks we're teaching here at uh, Ironbound Media with our dog whistle branding uh, category. And we're still building it out, which is why I had to go to Eric, because as I started to introduce this new marketing and branding category for the veteran community, I was like, listen, I can get on here and try to, you know, write all the white papers in the world or produce the amazing podcast. But let's get it visual. Let's get it on something and let's start introducing it to the ecosystem. And uh, he's a big part of that. So he's a wealth of knowledge. And I look forward to continuing to have him on here and also encourage you all to take advantage of uh, what he's doing with a visually valuable conversation. So again, Eric, pleasure having you on. And for all our listeners, do us a favor and make sure you subscribe to Dog Whistle Brandon on Substack, our newsletter platform, 
at the link in the show notes. Uh, you can also subscribe on your favorite podcast hosting platform, such as iTunes, Spotify, or whatever you're listening to today. The plan is to send out a podcast and newsletter at least once a week to help you level up on your marketing, branding, and category design efforts. And if you're interested in being a guest on this show or want me to cover a specific topic on the podcast, shoot me an email at mike at weareironbound.com. Also, don't be afraid to message me directly on LinkedIn. Dog Whistle Branding is brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media, where we help veteran business leaders create, distribute, and grow branded podcast series in order to engage with their ideal audience. We believe that audio is the future of publishing, and we're committed to leading the movement for the veteran entrepreneurial community. You can learn more by visiting our website, ironboundmedia.com. This series is also powered by the Lions Pride, a professional training and coaching company for badass founders that serves mission-driven, high-performing small business owners with at-the-ready resources, battle-tested tools, and full-service support. We're proud to support veterans and other badass business owners at every stage of growth. You can learn more and get more at thelionspride.com. Thank you.